the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Wednesday, April 25th. This hour, John and Kathy check in with our ladies' night comedian, Amy Barnes, and Compassion and Burnt Subies. We speak with Ann Kennedy, who's the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn-Out People. Yes, when your day has gone from bad to worse, isn't it time you bottomed out? Here are John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, with the management the here. We must have made some people angry somewhere along the road. I think we that not? was the grilled cheese. The grilled cheese debacle? Think, yeah, I think people are like like super particular about their variety there you know take on it and then they heard what we were saying and mm. we're enemy number one it's kind of funny because the post gazette picked up an article about grilled cheese in today's edition well was there attribution to the ride home with johnny uh Kennedy? there was not there Although, wasn't just, you know, just one of those things what? you know just a few minutes ago i had to close my eyes in the office <laughs> you know i saw that actually did you i did i had <laughs> <laughs> what I, happened? I just took a little siesta. Did you? It was Did you think all of a sudden you thought you were in Barcelona? No, I didn't care. Okay. I was 10 <laughs> minutes to four, 10 to four, and I was like, I was overcome by fatigue. Yeah, I'm just a, the weight of the day. I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Not everybody walked around here like I'm like slacker Ed. No, I mean, I just huh? thought, I what I think is amazing is that so many people noticed it so quickly. What and, the heck? And then... Captured it on video. Oh, geez, Louise. I mean, that could. I mean, I think that'll live on for a while. Fine, that's fine. Because <laughs> here's the thing: you know, you posted a video on our Facebook page. Yeah, the ride home with Johnny Kathy yeah. just a couple of days ago of me vacuuming uh-huh. the uh, station, <laughs> and the closing line. Uh, yeah. Of that video was, "It's an hour till showtime." Yeah. This is cast show prep. I was doing show prep. Yeah, and. My show prep looks a lot more energetic no, no. than yours. My show prep is internal. <laughs> it's so internal. So you're sleeping. I was preparing because I was so tired. Uh-huh. I was. I had had it. I feel much better now. Do you? Yeah. Great. Like all the Spaniards who come to life at seven p.m. Olay. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, listen. Uh, I read with sadness the death of Bob Duro yesterday. Um, he passed actually two days ago, but I read about it yesterday. Yeah. He passed away at the age of ninety-four of natural causes. Um, and you're thinking, who's Bob Duro, and why does Kathy care about him? Well, um, if you hear a little bit of this, I think you might uh, recognize some of the works of Bob Duro. Take us back. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, cause knowledge is power. Now everybody try to find a good hiding place. This old tree is going to be the base. I'm going to close my eyes and hide my face and count to 100 by fives. Ready? Go. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. The past and the present and the future. Faith and hope and charity. The heart and the brain and the body give you three. As a magic number. Very nice. Oh, here we go. Wait, this is 
This is the top shelf. This is Constitution. Right here. No, this is Conjunction Junction. Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. So good, Conjunction isn't it? Junction, mm, very nice. I got three favorite cars that get most of All right, so that's Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Um, if you're, I'd say, between the ages of, I don't know, 25 and 55, maybe. <laughs> I'm get, I don't know exactly what years it was on, but Schoolhouse Rock was was every single Saturday. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a See, isn't that great? Those are great songs. Those are great songs. Did you know that Bob Duro, who wrote these songs for Schoolhouse Rock, um, which were aired every Saturday morning for... I don't know, maybe 20 years on, I don't even know what network. I think it was ABC. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. He um, he had a solid jazz career playing for Miles Davis. From He played for Miles Davis. Yeah. What did he play? It doesn't say. Really? Isn't that funny? He said he was a jazz musician. If you're hanging with Miles Davis. Right. Right? He wrote and performed um, most of the catchy music that you've heard, but he was also musical director for much of the series. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy who was just singing I'm Just a Bill yeah. was not Bob Duro. That was Jack Sheldon, another jazz musician. I see. Um, but anyway, I can't tell you all of the things that I learned as a kid that I know now because of what he – I mean, seriously, the I'm Just a Bill, which is a classic. That sure is. That's what taught me what happens to bills. I yeah. mean, sadly, it seems like bills don't get passed anymore. No, I mean, the amount nice of activity in the Senate and the U.S. House right now is absolutely pathetic. They it's play at an that all-time in the low. Every day. They should yeah, play exactly, that in the Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it just goes to show that musically, the lessons can be embedded in you, where if you learned it from a book, maybe yeah, not so yeah, much. Yeah, and here's the thing. It has to be a good song. A catchy tune. It has to be a good song. Do you have, do you have Lolly? Okay, you got to play Lolly. Ready, Pop? Yep. Ready, son? Uh-huh. Let's go. Let's go. One, two. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Lolly, 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 got some adverbs here. Come on down to Lolly's, get the adverbs here. You're going to need if you write or read or even think about it. Lolly, 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 get your I think that's my favorite. It's top three for me. It's Lolly. I love Lolly. Okay, so, so do you remember Schoolhouse Rock as well? I remember it, you know. But um, not that much. What year did it premiere? Do you know? I think it says here 72. Okay. Yeah, seventy. it ran from 72 to 96. Yeah, that was towards the end of my, uh, you know, Saturday yeah. morning cartoon Yeah, so you period. were watching, right. Yeah, but I was aware of it. And, you know, when you play the, the Bill song, you remember I knew all that those. right away. Right, right, right. And, you know, when they see the graphics, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was around people who were watching it. It was just a great. It's, it's just a great thing. Anyway, it's a tribute to people who can write good music, mm-hmm. and good music gets in your head. Yep, and you know? stays there forever. Exactly. And if you can pair that with good content, I mean, Schoolhouse Rock was not to be missed. I have the uh, three DVD set. Do you for anyone who wants to? So you played it for your it. kids as well. Oh yeah, they all uh-huh. they know them too. So it's interesting. A guy who is at the top of his professional game who would play with Miles Davis is known more for this I know. for Saturday morning cartoon show than right. anything else. Really, and. I think people who watched it, I mean, when I brought it up to Mike, I mean, were you excited? I was so excited. Of course you were. I love this. Yeah, it brought me back to my elementary school days. Okay, so, so, so your top yeah. favorites? Um, definitely adverbs here. Oh, yeah. Conjunction, Lolly. junction. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a bill. Sure. That's my top three. I understand. I love it. I think we'll have to play the uh, preamble to the Constitution later in today's show because yeah, that's another favorite. Definitely. All right. 
Hey, uh, ladies and out. Amy Barnes. She's a funny lady. She sure is. So we're going to laugh in just a few minutes, so stay with us as uh, we get underway. Ladies Night Out, May 11th. Ticket information, wordfm.com. 101.5 WORD. There's a hymn that tells about being safe in the arms of Jesus. Well, when you're put into Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you become a part of His body. You're not just safe in His arms. You are as safe as an arm of Jesus Christ. You are as safe as a part of His body. Dr. McGee has this and many more truths to share with you from the book of 2 Corinthians this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals... Go to GetZQuiet.com. ZQuiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886. What costs less than a cake spade purse and is better than a box of chocolates? Well, you wouldn't know because you're a guy. It's the Mother's Day gift that will make you a star with the ladies of your life. Just go to wordfm.com and give her the gift of a ladies' night out. Friday, May 11th, Mother's Day weekend, with the very funny Amy Barnes. Live at Impact Christian Church in Moon Township. A night of shopping, dining, and side-splitting entertainment. Ladies' night out, Friday, May 11th, at Impact Christian Church. RSVP now. Keyword, ladies, at wordfm.com. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half off a completely made up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Ladies' Night Out is happening May 11th, Impact Christian Church. It, it promises to be a night of fun and frivolity. No pressure. Amy Barnes is with us to tell us about how she's going to do that. She's going to bring all the frivolity, Amy. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm great. I'm going to bring it all. It's all in Seattle, and I'm going to pack it up and bring great. it to Pittsburgh. That's Very nice. right. Well, we need some. Yeah, we sure, we sure do. All right, so, Amy, we haven't talked about this before, but in reading your bio, okay. I see that you were an engineer. Yeah, how did you end up, first off, what kind of engineer were you, and how did you end up you know, being a stand-up yeah, comedian a instead? Funny engineers. 
Well, I, I have uh, an industrial engineering degree. I worked in aerospace because I'm in Seattle and everybody, you know, in some way or another works for Boeing. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> but I only did it for about a year. It was, I got some really bad, like, career counseling advice in high school, and they just said, hey, you're good at math. You should be an engineer. So I, I did, and it, it was it was not a lot of fun that mm, time. Right. Uh, so I was doing comedy kind of at the same time as I was doing engineering. I started at the end of my college career, so I... Um, after about a year of engineering, I said, "You know what? I just I'd rather do comedy." Yeah. Did your Did your coworkers, your engineer coworkers, like despise you because you were like wisecracking? No, you know, actually, the this is a fun piece of trivia. Um, the job I got hired to fill out of college was vacated by Bill Nye, who you know was come Bill on, Nye, Bill Nye the science guy. Come on, you're like yeah. Amy Barnes. You're like Amy Barnes, the science girl. I know, and yeah. I kind of wonder who took my job and I left. If maybe they're like. You know, even more entertaining. Right, <laughs> that's a lot of entertainment. All right, so is that? Yeah. I mean, is that how you looked at life? So, so you're an engineer, and you know, you're doing something you don't really enjoy, but there, you have to laugh, right? So, whether you're in a great position or you're in a lousy position, whatever it is, laughter can just change our outlook and change how we feel about whatever it is we're going through. That's true. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Like when you get to the point when you can laugh at something, then it, you know, it's easier than crying over it. I wonder about this, you know, when I see comedians and especially, you know, comedians who are doing, you know, like what you're doing, um, are you a good joke teller? Because there seems to be a disconnect, you know, a good storyteller is not necessarily a good joke teller. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm definitely jokier than story. Like I'm not a storytelling comedian. I'm, I am definitely a joke teller. And you know, what actually came out was I was doing stand up, and then I, after I moved to Hollywood, I just. I got a lot more work writing. I was writing jokes for other people for the most part. I was writing for National Lampoon and for like some, a lot of times when you see celebrities on a talk show late night, they want to be funny and they're not. So they would hire me to write jokes for them. Really? And uh, yeah, but at a certain point I got so frustrated because I didn't feel like they were telling them as well as I could tell them. And so that's when I went back to stand up. I was like, you're not, you're not telling the jokes, right? I got to go do it myself. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now I want to know what having kids did to your joke telling. Well, you know, I, I definitely think any kind of life experience, you know, like getting married, having kids, just growing older, you have so much more material and so much more perspective to draw from. Um, but I am really careful. I don't tell a lot of jokes about my kids. I more tell jokes about me as a parent because I don't want them to hate me. I mean, yeah. ultimately, they're going to have to take care of me at some point. For sure. I, <laughs> For sure. Sooner yeah. or later. I don't want them to be like, you know, yeah. like keeping score and then it's payback time right. when I need their help. You're you know? drooling yeah. somewhere and they're going to go, oh, yeah, remember when you told that story? <laughs> they're going to take me to Mexico and sell me, I think. It's- <laughs> <laughs> the 2018 Ladies' Night Out coming up on May 11th at Impact Christian Church. VIP dinner tickets are still available. Listen, doors open at 5 p.m. for shopping. The VIP dinner starts at 6 p.m. and the show is at 7 p.m. with Amy Barnes. We're talking to Amy right now. Tickets available right now at wordfm.com. Okay, so Amy, if you're talking, you know, your bio says that when you decided to leave engineering and move into comedy, you know, you struck a direct blow to the girls in the STEM movement, right? Um, like, right. So, so making this career choice and change after you invested so much time and I'm sure money in becoming an industrial engineer, I mean, how, does that change how you parent your kids or think about them as they're growing up? Definitely, because my parents actually paid for college. I was really fortunate to have parents that put aside money and made that a priority. And so um, I, I'm sure they're regretting my decision a lot more than me. <laughs> I'm but, sure. Uh, so I, I'm not planning to pay for my kids' college, that's for sure. They're on their own. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so what's that like? I mean, no. I mean, I'm glad you brought up your parents because it, it had to. They probably like what we spent all this time and money, and now she's standing in front of a bunch of strangers telling funny stories. You know, I have really great parents who have always been just so supportive of anything I've done. I think their chief concern was that I'd be able to support myself, yeah. and because I have been able to do that, I think they're okay with it. That's very cool. Okay. But, all right. So, yeah, it, no, I I don't know how they feel about that. I should have to sit down and have a heart to heart with them. I mean, we could call them that money. if you want. We could do like I, an interview. Maybe I should pay them back. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. We'll call them and have them on the show, and Little. then you, uh, we'll send you a link to the podcast. You can listen in to see what their answers are. <laughs> okay. We're, we're talking right. to Amy Barnes, comedian, who's going to be the star of the 2018 Ladies' Night Out coming up May 11th at Impact Christian Church. Uh, details are available right now at wordfm.com. All right. So, Amy, before you leave us, this is something I've been meaning to ask yeah. you because you know John's got me hooked on. Comedians in cars drinking coffee oh, yeah. or getting coffee, whatever it's called. I don't know. The Jerry Seinfeld. The Jerry, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld thing. Um, mm-hmm. What if someone asked you what are stand-up comedians like? What would you say? Kind of a little self-absorbed, very needy, mm-hmm. horribly insecure. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Now, for someone on the outside, I look at you up on stage. Your material is so funny. Sharp. It's hard for me to believe that you're insecure. That, that, that you could be insecure. Well, if I could be serious for just a moment, um, I I really feel like um, I have found that in my relationship with Jesus Christ, that I um, I find my value and my worth there. So I'm not looking for it on stage like I maybe was when I was younger and I started out. But if you don't have that, then, you know, really it's every time on stage is another request for someone to tell you you have value mm-hmm. or... You know, and um, we, we've seen so many of our friends that we came up in comedy with just, you know, taking really making really bad choices and, you know, hurting themselves, taking ruining relationships and even taking their own lives just because they didn't they couldn't find what they were looking for. You know, they couldn't they didn't have a relationship with their maker to tell them that, you know, they were they were loved. So. That's that good. was really serious. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. We actually, John, surprisingly, John and I also get serious every once in a while. Yeah, no, I know it's hard for you to picture really, at this point. It's not all yeah. grilled cheese sandwiches. And- hey, hey, I mean, hey, as hey, good hey. as that is, It's a great Amy, segment. It's a great listen, segment. No, it's really good. Amy, we can't, we can't wait to meet you. It's going to be a great night. I'm so excited to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun. We really are. Actually, it's not where we're going to meet you because John's not coming. He won't come to Ladies Night Ladies Out. Can night you out. believe that? Gonna lie. What am I going to do? You know, like, just be that token guy. You know what? Do a job, like run a camera or something. Yeah, then do it just something, looks like John. you're serving, but oh, you get to laugh at the jokes, okay, you know? You could, right. you could run a soundboard, probably. Probably. Or, do a job. Yeah. All right. Be of service. Now you're going to bring that up, Amy. Pass Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. Amy Barnes, May 11th. <laughs> in don't you want to park Church. a car, Joe? No, I don't want to be a valet. I oh. do not. I've gone beyond that. <laughs> I'd give you a tip, maybe. All right. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't if you parked it badly. No, for sure. Okay, forget it. Thanks, Amy. Look forward to seeing you soon. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mack, For King and Country, Jeremy Cam, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. 
plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed days of music, as well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth, plus children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast, with over 75 bands and speakers, June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't miss out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. In real life, beauty is about feeling good, knowing that you look good. At CVS Pharmacy, feel good knowing that when you spend $30 on select beauty brands, you'll get a $10 CVS cash card to spend in store. We've got the latest obsessions in cosmetics, skincare, and hair care waiting just for you. That's beauty in real life, only at CVS Pharmacy. Offer valid through April 28th. Restrictions apply. See circular or cbs.com slash weekly ad for more details in store or online. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Ilkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Clouds this evening will give way to partial clearing later on tonight, turning chillier with a low of 39 degrees. Sunshine and some clouds tomorrow, high 61. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 44. Then for Friday, more clouds than sunshine with a shower in some spots, mostly for the afternoon, a high 63 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. For years, people have thrown around the idea of a basic income. You don't have to do anything. You just get a check every month and you're good to go. It's a bad idea. So listen to this. Finland, which has been uh, having a test experiment for the past year, has decided to end this experiment. Okay, let's talk talk again. Make sure people understand what we're talking about. So this is just a, a basic salary that you are given. They hand out money without they, rules or restrictions on how people use it. They hand out. So the government is handing you money for you not doing anything. So-called universal basic income. Yeah. that's yeah. So this Finnish experiment has uh, captured global attention mm-hmm. as a potentially promising way to restore economic security at a time that people worry about inequality and automation. 
This is an article from today's New York Times titled, Finland Has Second Thoughts About Giving Free Money to Jobless People. Now, Finland has reversed course on that front this year, adopting rules that threaten to cut benefits for jobless people unless they actively look for work or engage in job training. Okay. Uh, a man by the name of Ollie Kangas says this. It's a pity that this will all end like this. Ollie oversees research at Kella, a Finnish government agency that administers many social welfare programs and has played a leading role in the basic income experiment. Now, this is interesting. Using under Finland's traditional unemployment program, those lacking jobs are effectively discouraged from accepting temporary positions or starting businesses because extra income risks the loss of those sure. free money benefits. Right, that's right. Now, th- because at heart, at heart, we are all first concerned about ourselves. Of course. And ourselves are our is our greatest motivator. Yes. Now, there's a weird overlay to all of this, which I'll come to towards the end of this. But the basic income trial, which started at the beginning of 2017, will continue until the end of this year, was given a monthly stipend of 560 euros. That's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. $685 to a random sample of 2,000 unemployed people aged 25 to 58. Recipients were free to do as they wished, create startups, pursue alternative jobs, take classes, secure in the knowledge that the stipends would continue regardless. Now, the Finnish government was keen to see what people would do under such circumstances. The data is expected to be released next year. How could you not know year. what people are going to do under such circumstances? Well, you never know. There might be a few industrious people in the mix. Okay. Now, in the meantime, Finland having ended this program, has already moved on to consider a broader revamping of its social services. It's studying a new form of social welfare policy, in effect in Britain, so-called universal credit, which rolls existing government aid programs into one monthly lump sum payment. So the Brits are doing this. It's a bad idea. The social security system is fragmented and has a lot of bureaucracy, said Lisa... I'm not going to even try to pronounce right. her name. We, we, her we appreciate name. Lisa her, and who her finished name. Overseeing a project exploring ways to reorganize that system. Discussion about basic income is not over. In Britain, the shift to universal credit has poor people reeling, depriving many of them of government support while their cases shift from the old system. Now, in Finland, where the social safety net is famously generous, a structure like Britain's could yield the very thing the basic income is supposed to deliver, a guarantee that every member of society can be assured of sustenance and shelter. This may be the main reason that the basic income has lost momentum in Finland. It is effectively redundant. Healthcare in Finland is free and furnished by the state. University education is furnished by the state and free. Jobless people draw generous unemployment benefits and have access to some of the most effective training programs on earth. In a sense, the social policy expert, Lisa, unnamed last name, says this, Finland already has basic income. Okay, so a couple things. I'd be curious as to what the tax rate in Finland is. I'm sure Probably sixty percent, at bet. least sixty per, minimum sixty. Well, look at Britain; it's famous. Right. People flee Britain to get rid of the tax base. Right. So, when it says university education is free, health insurance is free. It's not free. No, you're paying. Nothing's free. You're paying for it in your taxes. Or some people are those who are working and contributing. Right. Some, but the, I guess the bottom line is this: 
it's not free because somebody's paying for yeah, it. Yeah, what's the, the magic? Somebody's paying. Look, this is just I, the, this is where I just give myself away. I'm just economically, I, I'm a conservative simply because I just look. I, just, I fall back on common sense. If I didn't have, I mean, I love you guys, Mike, John. Thank I love you. you guys. Love you too, Kath. If I didn't, if I didn't have to come to work to get a paycheck, staying home. I seriously wonder if I would not be coming to work some of the time. Like, here's, come here's on. I mean, I really do like you guys, but there's a motivation that we all need to get up and go to work. See, if you didn't work and I, like I didn't see you for like a few months, yeah. next time I saw I'd go, oh, there's Kath. He's not fitting into her pants. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Because I'd be laying there eating bonbons yeah. or something. Be hanging home watching Turner Classic movies too eating much, Doritos. Too much biscotti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had Free a bis- biscotti. I, I, I haven't had a biscotti since uh, last week. Really? It's a big, it's a big step. I was down at the strip last week. I should have got some. No, I don't. I don't want any because I'm, I'm having trouble fitting in my pants currently. <laughs> currently, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? I'm trying to back the heck off. Change of seasons. I don't know what it is, but it's bad. One word: elastic. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, no. Okay, oh, but don't don't you agree? Oh, I mean, for crying out loud, get I, to work. I have I have always thought, even you know, and I understand the economic situations in our country have fluctuated greatly, and a lot of people are caught up in some really difficult places. Yes, of course, I, I get that. But there's compassion but, for those people, right? But if but if that short term situation turns into a long term situation that isn't disability related, then we we're, then we're hurting people instead of helping them. Look, and I say that as someone who would be hurt if I did that. Yes. I'm not trying to say that I'm better or more evolved than I, I'm saying I would do that. If I didn't have to go to work to get a paycheck, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, but everybody needs a purpose. Of course. I don't care if you're five yes. or you're 105. And you're motivated by your own needs. My you, need is to get a paycheck. I'm going to come to work. I so are you. you. Right. And if you don't have that need, you're not going to go to work. Okay. So if I don't see you. I'll assume you've either reached into, reached into some sort of government program yeah. or you've won the lotto. Mm-hmm. One of those two things. Yeah, but you know what? Mm. You know what happens if you win the lotto. You go nuts. Yeah, people go crazy for winning the lotto. What, my, sisters, I was the, my sisters the other day, they were telling me about a TV show called like Lottery Winner Real Estate. Oh, no. Where they drive around and people like buy these massive homes. I don't, I don't know what channel this is on. And they were like, oh, that guy was a train wreck. Oh, those poor people. And meanwhile, they've won like, you know, $50 million. That's horrible. That's a horrible show. So you can just look at so. other people and watch them emotionally evolve. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of living vicariously, it's National Poetry Month. The oh, month of April is. Yes, it is. And um, so we've been celebrating it. No, um, you've been celebrating okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I've been celebrating it by trying to turn over a new leaf. I don't like poetry. I never have. It's too hard for me to sit down and read. But You'll like it now. John has made me like it, along with my daughter, Anna, mm-hmm. who has been sending me daily poems. And I've been reading them online. Uh, or No, not online. I've been reading them on the air. This is the radio. <laughs> Welcome to 101.5, 50,000 watts. Anyway, um, if you find us online at johnandkathyshow.com, you can actually hear each one of the poems that I have read this month. Some of them are truly great. Today's is super interesting. And uh, you know what it's called? It's called Lot's Wife. Oh, all right. Okay, all right. Uh, Cue the music. New mic. May I have the music, please? It's my poetry music. This is by Anna Akhmatova, famous Russian dissident poet. I don't even know anything about poetry, but I know about her. Are you ready, John, for Lot's Please. Wife? I feel so good about this. And the just man trailed God's shining agent over a black mountain in his giant track. 
while a restless voice kept harrying his woman, it's not too late. You can still look back. At the red towers of your native Sodom, the square where once you sang the spinning shed, at the empty windows set in the tall house where sons and daughters blessed your marriage bed. A single glance, a sudden dart of pain, stitching her eyes before she made a sound. Her body flaked into transparent salt and her swift legs rooted to the ground. Who will grieve for this woman? Does she not seem too insignificant for our concern? Yet in my heart, I never will deny her who suffered death because she chose to turn. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Anna Akhmadova, the poem for today. Very nice. We will take a step away and come back to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Trump and their first state dinner with Ann Kennedy. She, she wore a great hat. Not Ann. The day before, yesterday. Melania. That was a great hat. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Jesus said, not a jot or a tittle of my word, not even the smallest comma will be separated from my word. Every word of God is pure. And therefore, we believe not only in the verbal inspiration of the scripture, but the plenary, meaning all of it. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 75% off labor and installation. That's 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS. Call now and you'll even get a free $100 restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard today. 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals. Seeking a skilled labor position? 
or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit ExpressPros.com slash Pittsburgh West. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Who's extreme? It's Ann Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Ann Kennedy's with us. He's a regular guest on our show and is an author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. She blogs every day at a blog we love, PreventingGrace.com, and lives in upstate New York where she mothers her six young children, the husband of an Anglican priest. Ann, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It sounds very quiet in your house. It is. For a mo- for the moment, I threatened everyone. So Good, it's you've great. you've locked all your children in the basement <laughs> with yes. love, in, with love, with in love. love. Right? No, I understand that. <laughs> it's fifteen minutes; they can relax. <laughs> That's okay? right. I mean, what the heck? Right. Okay, and so right. so yesterday, um, I saw Melania Trump uh, come out with her husband and greet the president of France and his wife, looking in lovely. A gorgeous. I loved her hat. I was so into her hat. Um, you have not been perhaps as fascinated by the hat as you've been by her preparations for the state dinner. I mean, she's like the domestician par excellence. I didn't know anything about her before. So everything I know about Melania Trump, I learned by reading the internet today. And apparently she's great at throwing parties. So Mm -hmm. she's finally getting to, um, use her gifts, uh, to serve the nation. So, I was pretty impressed with her table. You know, she designed everything herself. She hired no one, apparently, to come in and do the French state dinner. And she uh, themed everything so that it would be very French and, Hmm. you know, uh, important for French French president, all those people over there. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. She speaks French, doesn't she? I don't know. She's fluent in several languages. I I think French is one of them. So, so when you said that she. Yes. (laughs) Is she really? Yes. I I think she's fluent in four languages. Really? Yes. Well, so when you say that she she did nothing, um, she did everything herself, she didn't cook the meal. No, but she ordered the meal herself. Well, heck, I could do that, Anne. Well, yeah, but you would. Yeah, but what would you pick? You'd be Uh, having Chef Boyardee out of a can, which wouldn't work for the French president. I would go online and figure it out. I mean, how difficult can that be? It is difficult. She gets all sorts of praise. Like like you're a big party planner. Listen, John's not the. Talk to me, Anne. Talk to me. Okay. No, she planned it all herself. She was. She's the consummate party planner, and she. So every element of the whole time was you know, directed in a certain kind of way. And Mm -hmm. she organized it all, and it was very intimate rather than being a huge kind of thing. What I loved was that CNN called her and her party planning compassionate. And I thought that was just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what exactly they meant, but I think that it must mean that she's, you know, like a picture of the good... Christian wife who is perfectly hospitable 
and does the perfect tablescape. Very nice. And that that's like the mercy of God. I mean, that's what the Bible's about. I, I, uh, I, you know, I think it makes more sense in my own mind than it did for CNN. Um, <clears throat> but I was pretty, I was very uh, happy about the way they described her. So the menu, her compassionate menu, includes a rack of spring lamb, okay. jambalaya, yeah. jambalaya, jambalaya, goat cheese gâteau. I, I don't know, know what that, that is. But I like I like no, goat no, cheese. No, no, goat cheese gâteau. Okay. You've got to pronounce the things correctly because it's French. Pardon, so. pardon. Yeah, mm-hmm. gâteau. Tomato jam. And then, tomato yes, jam. Is that the right? Jam. Is that the correct way to pronounce that? I, I think so. Okay. Tomato, I think jam. tomato jam, and then the very very fantastic. Uh, something, something. Oh, burnt something, Subin. Burnt Cipollini. So, burnt Cipollini uh, Subin, mm. which I looked up and is a gorgeous on uh, the onion sauce. Like you make the sauce mm-hmm. with cream and onion. Mm. So if it was, and the Cipollini is a certain kind of baby onion, which is. Uh, very sweet, I think, but I don't know why they would want to burn it. Right. So that must mean something uh, really interesting. It must mean something upper crust that we don't get. Right. Right. Because when you burn onions, it's not really the best thing. Right. It doesn't sound doesn't sound amazing, but it must be. And so the um, that was the yeah the lamb, the jambalaya, the subin, and then a custard tart at the end. Very nice. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. Amazing. All right, so let me ask you this. It's interesting that you you brought this up, and because I read an article today about uh, Rosaria Butterfield's new book, which is about hospitality, mm-hmm. and in it she says that people in the church have lost the gift of hospitality because they think hospitality is entertaining. They think that and that it has to be something where you show off your white carpet and keep people at arm's length. Where she said hospitality especially for people who are in the Christian church, should be just having an open home so that people feel welcome. That that could be so. Yeah, you should have an open home, but I think you should have the hat and the heels when you're doing it. I mean, I know what she's saying, but I think it's better if you do um, like have millions of dollars right. and you... And you uh, and you look amazing. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of um, compassion that I and, would and are you be uh, able to offer sure. to other people. But I'm going to have to add to my height by like two and a half feet. Right. Um, so the- no, I I have to be hospitable all the time. I have people over almost every Sunday after church. Nice. So I get up at four o'clock in the morning on Sunday, and I go to church all day, and then I come home, and half the church follows me home, and I at the table, but I don't set it like that. Like I put forks on, maybe if they're lucky. <laughs> right. And and we don't serve a rack of lamb. We serve like a huge piece of pork every week because it's very cheap and a big tub of rice. And um, yeah, everybody has to sit around and talk about themselves. Yeah. So it is. It's compassionate. If you have people over and you think about them and you pay attention to them and who they are, if they're French or anything, it is. It's a certain kind of compassion. It's a, like a merciful thing that God does for us. Um, so it is very Christian. Very much so. And I, was, I was delighted that, that CNN noticed that. Um, I thought that was amazing. It's like a little tiny miracle that they would, you know, ob- 
see that hospitality is essentially a Christian thing that Christians do. So if so, is there something I guess my question is this, is there something different about how Christians should do hospitality. Now, you mentioned the pork and the rice, which is awesome. And I got to be honest, if everybody followed me home after church, I would have a hard time with that. Mm. I mean, are you just such an extrovert that you can manage that, Anne? Uh, sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> I am not an extrovert at all. There's nothing extroverted about me at all. Um, so, But the key to hospitality is to have a lot of people over so that you don't have to talk to them. Like, they have to talk to each other. There we go. That's good. That's that's how it works. But, no, Christian hospitality is different from a a showcase of your gorgeous person. So I do think that you should invite people in if your house isn't perfectly clean. Um, Although, I do think that it's good if you do clean your house, because I think you can err on the side of making people feel really uncomfortable when you're just like, oh, I don't mind sit on my filthy couch, you know, because my right. children just threw all their stuff. So there's a balance between, um, you know, being relaxed, but the goal of Christian hospitality is to make other people feel comfortable, right? And yes. show them the love of God. So it's not showing yourself off, it's it's getting, it's being there in a mm-hmm. compassionate way for other people. And that's harder to do because it, it means that it doesn't matter who you are, really. That's always disappointing um, when it wasn't about you. And often, if you're really good at it, people won't even notice that you went to any trouble, and they won't, you know, they won't fawn over you for how gorgeous your table was. They'll just, you know, eat your food and then go away. But the, and, but what, maybe be different when they go away. But what I like about it is, yeah. I think the true hospitality is that as people are about to exit. There are those who are compassionate enough to stick around and help you clean up the mess. That that happens. Like that does happen a few times. That's happened to me a few times in my life. I'd say, like three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but not often. <laughs> not <laughs> right? often. No. And yeah, that you have to be fine with that too. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the whole action is completely on the side of loving the person that comes in your door. No strings attached. And it's really, most of us are really concentrated on ourselves and we don't notice when another person is concentrating on us or trying to do something nice for us. We don't even see it. So good hospitality doesn't show the person that you've, you know, that you noticed that they didn't notice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so uh, it's a, I think it's tough, and it's interesting that it's commanded by God. Um, I think that's because we're so bad at it um, in this culture, because our lives don't depend on it, you no. know? I don't, we, I don't have to have people come in here or they'll die of starvation, which is how it was, you know, for centuries. Um, but I think that you can spiritually starve all the people around you by not ever inviting them into your house. Mm, yes. That's a great that's, point. And what, what about your children, Anne? I mean, the act of hospitality, they see that model in your house. Um, as adults, I'm sure they'll enact their own version of that hospitality. Well, so I probably, you probably think that I'm better than I am. When I have people over, I make my children go away. Like they have to go play. And they, because there's so many of them, I can't have adults 
and children, and I'm not so together that I have a children's table every week. So basically I have like packs of children roving up and down the house while the adults sit around, and I put food out like I strew it, like for wild animals almost. <laughs> and and sometimes they'll come in begging, like, could I could I have a little bit of food? Well, all of a sudden, it, all of say, a sudden, it's like it's like Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. London. Yes, yes. And, and I'm ma- magnanimous. I say, oh, of course, in front of my guests. Of course, what would you like? You know. Don't ruin it for me. No. Uh, so <laughs> right. They, Do you have goat cheese? No goat cheese for the children. No. I mean, I have goat cheese, but they're not allowed to have it. Yes. Yeah. It only extends so far. You can only do what you can do. Because they're kids. They'll eat anything. Yeah, they won't even notice. So it's not worth it. All right, Anne, thank you so much for joining us with or without Melania's hat. We, we love, love you. you. We do. Uh, all the information about Anne available right now, com, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter and maybe get in on a conversation. Very nice. Anne Kennedy nailed it. 365 sarcastic devotions for angry and worn-out people. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Visit ndrnow.com. That's ndrnow.com. Go now to ndrnow.com. ndrnow.com. Yep. Traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life, family. It felt right. Then come to find out, Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The original mattress factory, thoughtfully made 
honestly priced. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees, clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. Very few of us take on the IRS and win. I mean, that takes a lot of guts. There's a guy named Michael Bowman. Michael Bowman has not paid federal income taxes in almost 20 years. What? Because he says that his Christian values prohibit him from paying money to a government that also funds abortion. Okay. A recent law prohibits federal funds from paying for most abortions. But Planned Parenthood, which among other services is a major abortion provider, has received hundreds of millions of dollars in federal funding legally. Mm-hmm. Much of that cannot be used on abortions. Bowman, Michael Bowman, was recently charged with tax evasion, but he fought the case. And earlier this month, he won a major legal victory. How could he have won? And the charges were dropped for now. Okay. The judge ruled in favor of Bowman, saying that at no point did he attempt to conceal his income or file inaccurate returns. In fact, Bowman has told the IRS that his reasoning for not paying taxes, um, the judge told the Oregonian, a newspaper, not everything that makes collection efforts more difficult qualifies as evasion. However, the Associated Press says the charges were dismissed without prejudice, meaning prosecutors could seek a new indictment. Assistant U.S. Attorney Donna Maddox said the government is considering options, and he is still facing several misdemeanor counts for not filing taxes. The government says that Michael Bowman owes them more than $350,000. I cannot believe that they will not nail him. Of course. I mean, this is the IRS we're talking about. Are you kidding me? Went after John Dillinger. And I can't. I mean, the amount of money that Planned Parenthood gets from the federal government is Appalling. Yes, it is. Especially after what we've learned over the last three or four oh, years. It's absolutely ridiculous. However, I can't side with him on not paying your taxes because your taxes. it's not like your taxes 100% go to Planned Parenthood. Your taxes are going to all sorts of things. Exactly. So, I mean, there's no way to quantify no. how much of it, how much of your taxes are going to Planned Parenthood. So, withholding all your taxes, no. you know, I think is unethical. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been, did you ever get, I, I got a letter in the mail from the IRS when I was a single guy. Okay. And somehow, you know, I was doing voiceover work and yada, yada. And so I missed some things. I just did. It was an mm-hmm. innocent thing. That thing quickly ballooned. Oh, that's what happens. Tr- I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, listen, whoa, 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 power, whoa, 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 Listen, the power that the IRS has in America is staggering. Holy smokes. Remember the remember Lois Lerner? Anybody remember Lois yeah, Lerner? Yeah. Remember that, that whole Remember that you whole scandal? Oh, what the, I, the IRS scandal. I can't... Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe that America did not make a bigger deal out of that IRS scandal. No, I know. No. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, so pay your taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't worry because she got retired and then got an unbelievably high severance and then she got paid did. every month while they were trying to adjudicate what actually happened yeah. in that office of the IRS. Anyway, pay your taxes. Look, I did. This look, year I paid mine. Look, no government is ideal and our government certainly isn't, but it's, you know, it. Yeah, you have to – you know, render to Caesar with Caesar's. Yes, that's exactly. what Caesar's. So just do it and be a done with it. Okay. Speaking of Caesar's, um, little Caesar's. Uh, 
Alexander Hamilton is going to stay on the front of the $10 bill, but there are changes. After months of debate and controversy about how to incorporate a woman's portrait under the $10 bill, Treasury Secretary Jack Lew announced plans to redesign the 10, the 20, and the 5. All three denominations will have a female presence. This is from money.cnn.com. Listen to this. Hmm. The updated bills will be the first in U.S. history to include a tactile feature, which will aid the blind. Really? Okay? Really? These will enter circulation in 2020. Um, in time for the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote. It'll also mark the first time a woman's portrait has appeared on a U.S. paper currency in more than a century. Um, a montage of women, Lucretia Mott, Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and Alice Paul will all be on the back of the 10. Um, and the 20, Andrew Jackson will move from the front to the back, which uh, is a long time coming, making way for Harriet Tubman who died in 1913 at the age of 91, Whoa. the conductor of the Underground Railroad. I love it. I hope that they use a really, you know, sort of interesting image of her, not just as she was, not as some gussied up thing. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. California authorities say DNA in two 1978 killings in Sacramento led to the arrest of a man suspected of being a serial killer tied to dozens of slayings and sexual assaults back in the 70s and 80s. Sacramento DA Anne-Marie Schubert told reporters today that the DNA helped solve the case in the last six days. And 72-year-old James D'Angelo is under arrest and suspected as the notorious Golden State Killer. The Dallas police chief says her force is broken-hearted following the death of one of two officers shot at a home improvement store. Chief Renee Hall announcing the death of 27-year-old Officer Rogelio Santander this morning, asking for prayers for the department. And then she's hopeful about Officer Crystal Almeida and Home Depot employees, Scott Painter, who are in critical condition following the shooting yesterday. The Dow closing up 60 today to 24,084. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20-plus old-time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old-fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough, and they'll need lots of helpers, too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility, where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the Tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too, so come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339 hi this is john hall how'd you sleep last night i slept good real good last night i fell asleep fast then i dreamt about tropical beaches little puppies a mountain of candy and steak 
I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Hello, everybody. I'm Tutch Ilkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Clouds this evening will give way to partial clearing later on tonight, turning chillier with a low of 39 degrees. Sunshine and some clouds tomorrow, high 61. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 44. Then for Friday, more clouds than sunshine with a shower in some spots, mostly for the afternoon, a high 63 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Wednesday, April 25th. This hour, resilience, the interpersonal neurobiology of Romans 515. Dr. Kurt Thompson is our guest. At 540, even in our darkness, a story of beauty in a broken life. Our guest, Jack Deere. And would you welcome aerialists, as in trapeze artists, as part of your Sunday morning worship? Folks, you can't make this stuff up. All that plus a chance to win some tickets to the Less and Leslie Parrots Fight Night event this Friday evening at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Here now are John Hall and Kathy Evans. Hi, Kath. How mm. you doing? Well, how you doing, John? It's a little soupy outside now, isn't it's it? It's kind of weird. It's kind of moist. Yeah, I, I hate that word. It's moist. Don't ever use that word. It is. Though, this when is, you look at it. This is 50% your show, 50% my show, and I don't want you to ever use the word moist. <laughs> are you sure okay? it's 50-50? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like 19... Oh, does it? Does it? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. Be know. that way. <laughs> Be that um, way. Yeah. Look at you getting all like... No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, stopped at the dry cleaners this morning. Just want to let you know that oh. I was doing some chores. Okay. We get, you know, we got a wedding coming up, some graduation events that's ha- that are happening. So, you know, I took some uh, some things in. Okay. And, and do uh, you go to the same dry cleaner? I do. Okay. My dry cleaner is Ronnie. Do you know sp- your dry cleaner's name? Yeah, I do. 
stand there and have a conversation with the guy. Hey, Ronnie, what's going right. on, my friend? And that's good. I like that. Oh, I, think good I think it's very good. Got a dry cleaner. Uh, I don't know. I like my dry cleaner. Do you have a dry cleaner? I, I, I have a consistent place I go to Dutch Girl, which but is on McKnight Road. And I, there's, there's usually, there are, there are a couple different people. There's usually a woman there who's very nice. And I like her very much, but I don't know her name. And now you've made me feel badly about it. I have? Yeah, well, because you know Ronnie. Oh, no. Well, here's the deal. This is You're like bonded look, with Ronnie, I and I just, I just say hi. I mean, I'm nice to this woman, and she's nice to me, but it's not like we're you know sharing Christmas dinner. Well, I'm surprised that you know, your father is, um, was a, a, a very social, very sort of forward-thinking man in his business career. Mm-hmm. My dad used to say to me, just ask the guy's name, and then that's sort of a way to, to get to know somebody. So early on in the in you know in the relationship, when you walk into the same place all the time, you go, "Hey, what's your name?" You know, I'm John. No, it's nice. And then you sort of break down that weird barrier of, you know, uncomfortability or just the exchange. Hello, I'm here to do this. And so when you know somebody's no. name, it's just like it softens things. Okay. No, I think that's good. Okay. I think that's good. Now, of course, the reason that you're bringing this up is because it's two big days today. The big day is it's National uh, Hairstylists Appreciation Day Lovely. and at the same time, Hug a Plumber Day. Hug a Plumber. Yes, that's right. So for all of you hairstylists and plumbers, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank that you. Exactly. Right. But we kind of expanded it. We yeah. thought, you know, for, for all the people for in all the service pe- industry, right, all the people who keep us going, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, hairstylist. Hairstylist. Amy English. Amy English. At Valerie's, which oh. is in the North Hills of Pittsburgh on Route 19, out near the uh, Northland Library. Well, you have lovely hair. Your hair Thank is you. always beautiful. Yeah, because Amy does a great job with Very my nice. hair. And uh, I love Amy. A plumber? Uh, I don't have a plumber mm. currently. Mm. Thanks for bringing that up, In John. between plumbers. <laughs> so to speak. That's okay. That's uh-huh. fine. I mean, you know, a plumber, I mean, how often do you need a plumber? Hopefully not that well, often. Well, hopefully not that often, right? but, but you do. currently when I don't. When you need one, you need one, right? right? Um, yeah. I'd like to talk about the man who fixes my car. Who fixes your car? Dennis at High Tech Auto, Three Degree Road in the North Hills. Really? I love Dennis. I love High Tech. Three Three Degree Road? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mechanic? Yeah. Joe Stein. I love Joe. Hey, Joe. We just saw Joe at um, the Valentine thing we did here, Word FM. Oh, Word yeah, FM yeah, yeah. sponsored it, actually. Right. We didn't do it, but we were out at Christchurch at Grove Farm. Joe and his wife. Saw Joe and his wife. That Excellent was sweet. Sue. I love Joe. I love Joe. How about... Um, the person that does your contracting, like if you need a home repair or he was something over my house like that, today. was he really Dan Hinchman? Dan the man, big Dan. Dan, right. we love you. That's a quality, honest, loving, God fearing man. Yep. When Dan's on the scene, I just relax. I know he's mm-hmm. got it because I sure don't. I'd also like to bring up Richard Ardolino. Hey, Rich. What's he? he, He's a contractor. He is a contractor par excellence. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Richard has done so many projects for people I know. Mm -hmm. I lost track of them and always does an outstanding job. Okay. How about a person who does your taxes? That'd be Rhonda June. Oh, that's your wife. Yes. Okay. Par excellence. She does. All right. She labors away at that. That's so you don't company. pay someone to do your taxes? Well, we've gone through different things over the years, okay. depending upon what kind of year it's been. Mm-hmm. Like last year, you know, Rhonda's she's got a business, so she was like, what? How's this work? I'm a little vexed by this. So we hired someone okay. at great expense. Sure. And it was worth it. Of course. This year, she thought, I can do this myself. I got this thing down. So good. Do you have somebody who does Heck your taxes? Heck yeah. That's I love it. It? 
I love Wes Kreese and Jim Hewn, Kreese mm-hmm. Smith and Company. Very nice. I love those guys. They have helped us out. In And here's the thing. There's no reason. There's no reason that our tax code should be as complicated as it is. It's ridiculous. Now, here's the deal. Your husband's like, you know, he's like me. He's, he's a musician. Yeah. So he's got all these weird gigs, right. all these weird 1099s, all this money that has this crazy thing. You need somebody. Yes. And they, these guys are so great. Yeah, that's Anyway. Great. Okay. How about the person who fixes your shoes? Do you have a cobbler? Uh, I do, but I don't – I've only my, – my old cobbler went out of business. He just quit. See, that's sad. So then I had to go on a search, and I ended up on Murray Avenue and on Squirrel Hill across some Minios. Okay. And uh, to be honest, I don't know those guys. Okay. I, you know, I've, I've broken my rule of going because I'm. I was going to so- say, I mean, Mike, like he's pretty consistent about like saying hi. My name's John. Who are yeah. you? I have Except not. at the cobbler in Squirrel Hill. And- I've used these guys twice. Okay. Oh, so, so, so you're you're early on in your relationship. It's been in- yeah, it's in- incremental. Hey, All just right. you know, it's something quick. You do you have okay. a cobbler? Uh, Northway Shoe Service, mm-hmm. which is right down the street from High Tech Auto. You can hit them both. Nice. Every time I'm going to seriously, every time I'm going to get my uh, something done to my car, like get my oil changed or whatever, yeah. I throw a pair of shoes in there that need fixing because I, I think I'm going to be on that road anyway. Don't you fear? I, I this is I, I don't know if this is you know, this is my. I always fear that like my guys were going to go are going to go away. Oh, I know. Right. Oh, I think that all the time because I lost a mechanic. Sure. And Ray. then what do you do? You're like all of a sudden you're like a ship at sea. I had a mechanic Ray Winter for about twenty years. Ray said, hey, John, I'm retiring. It's coming. And you said, what are you I talking didn't about? It. Oh, Ray, you're not going to retire. You're never going to retire. He retired. And then you're like, uh, I asked our friend Dave, who's your mechanic? And he told me, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm going. Um, that guy. But the, really, Joe Stein's my guy. Joe Stein's come through. Yeah. How about, do you have a financial advisor? Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, do you want to share their name on No, the air? I do not. Okay, I would like no. to. Go ahead. I'd like to uh, talk it up for Kurt Carlson at Heffern Tillotson. Kirk. I've known Kurt. Oh, sorry. Hey, Kurt. Sorry. Kurt Carlson and his whole team. Uh-huh. Allison, everybody out there. At Heffern Tillotson. I love, I love Heffern Tillotson. That's Heffern- a dicey thing, isn't it? You entrust your money to somebody. It's you have me. to trust it the person. You have to trust the person and you have to trust their team, yep, which makes- is why I love Kurt and Allison and everybody mm-hmm. there because they, they, are, they really follow through. In fact, you know, we just had a question a couple days ago um, and <laughs> we called out there. And Allison very nicely responded in an email basically saying, um, I'm just attaching an email I sent to you a year ago with the exact answer to the same question you asked then. Okay. Well, at least you're consistent. <laughs> like we were like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> that's why you pay them. That's right. Right? So, so they have yeah, the patience to know. All right. How about – do you have a favorite market? Oh, I do. Okay. Tell me. Um, Coons on Beulah Road. Close, my, is that close in your close to your well, home? Well, you know, it's a bit of a drive actually for me, but I go out of the way. You know what? Um, you can go to like a Giant Eagle Market District. Mm-hmm. It's too big. Oh, it's it's too massive. It I takes, get overwhelmed. I agree. And you take it, it takes so long to walk from your car I in don't there. Like it. I don't either. So I go. I don't to, either. I do it if I have to. But so I go to Coons. But it's I, small. Yeah. It's I okay. can navigate through there. I appreciate the produce, which yeah. is generally they've got fresh fish, which I also like. The meat is in great shape. So it's all my needs. Okay. Really, the little bakery. I mean, how much do you need? Right. I agree. Right. I mean, it's, when you walk in the market district, I, God bless those people. But it's it's overwhelming to me. I get anxious. I do too. Which is why I do most of my shopping in the strip now. Oh, yeah, do you yeah. I, I, I've really shifted. You know, I love the the um, 
brothers who run Woolies. Parking's a pain in the butt. You know what? Doesn't matter. It's worth it to me. It's worth it to me. I love the guys at Woolies. They're so friendly and they help me out. If you have any questions about any fish, how to cook it or what to do with it, or I feel like nervous about that, you know, you can ask anybody. They give you great advice. Um, Hey, speaking of Woolies. I love Woolies. We were, we had company over the weekend and my brother-in-law is uh, from Virginia. He said we were walking by Woolies and they had a sign up, soft shell crab sandwich. Did you ever have one? I haven't. That's good. Did you have it? Oh yeah, because he, my brother, was my it bro- like old Bayish? Like uh, that? there was some, yeah, okay, yeah, two soft shell crabs on some fresh bread. It was fabulous. Really, really well, excellent. I've never had that. Yeah, okay, yeah. how about like um, I love Pen Mac. Oh, Pen Mac. I love the people at Reina's Mexican Market. Mm-hmm. I love the people at K and D, the Polish Market. How about this? Uh, how about this tea people? George. Right, the guys at, at especially in the tea department at yep. Preston George. Mm-hmm. I love I love William at uh, Labad's uh, Middle Eastern Market. So you know all your people. I know uh, the women at the Korean Market. You I know love everybody. them. All the guys, people at Penzies. What am I saying? Yeah, I mean, I just I I, I, lo- I think having people at your market is important. And you know what? I got to give a shout out to Donatelli's Liberty Avenue in Bloomfield. Oh, I best lo- store, it's best the, Italian it's, store. It's in the, the, the city. best Italian store. They make the best biscotti and they have the best deli you mm-hmm. can find. Yeah, and a lot of candy. So even though you know we used to think of neighborhood as just you know on the street where you live. Yeah. The fact of the matter is you have neighborhood all over the city. Yeah, you do. Strip Bloomfield. Right. You're going everywhere, right? Yeah. All these different people. Spread I think out it's all worth over. it. I like. That's I like. The city of I like going to the mom and pop market in the little neighborhood. I think it's worth. The drive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I appreciate it. So for all of you people who keep us going, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's more than so hug a plumber much. day. I mean, no. I don't have a plumber to hug. No. But I'd like to hug any of these people. I'll hug my hairdresser, hey, Amy. Wait, it's a little sidebar. Did you hear about that, that accident today where somebody drove their car into a beauty salon? I just saw this headline. I didn't hear that. You know, here in the city of Pittsburgh. No one was hurt badly, but you know, one of those crazy accidents. You, believe me, you're at your most vulnerable when you're in the hair salon. Okay? <laughs> I'm sure you are. We'll take a break. Come back. Dr. Kirk Thompson is with us. We're going to talk about what it is, I love this, to be resilient. Resilient. That's next. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How do you see the world around you? The need for the hour is for Christians to have a Christian world view that is based on truth. Hear Adrian Rogers' insightful study, A Christian Worldview, How to Speak the Truth in Love, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. This May, 
Family Life is launching a new movement of intentional parenting. And it all starts at a movie theater near you. Family Life's very first feature film, Like Arrows, explores the joys and heartaches of parenting with a story that spans 50 years. Join us in theaters across America for a special two-night showing of Like Arrows, the movie, followed by an exclusive after-show feature with Family Life's Dennis and Barbara Rainey, filmmakers Alex and Stephen Kendrick, and me, Bob Lapine. You'll leave encouraged and equipped with powerful next steps to make Jesus the center of your parenting. Like Arrows, the movie, will be in theaters two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. You can view the trailer or find theaters near you at likearrowsmovie.com. Again, go to likearrowsmovie.com. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. Yeah, I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. And- Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through eighth grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. What is it to be resilient? Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. Dr. Thompson's latest book is called The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories that We Believe About Ourselves. Kurt, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Great to be back with you. Thank you. Great to talk to you, Kurt. Okay, so what do we have to know? Start us out. Well, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you may or may not uh, your, our listeners may or may not be aware that, that the notion of resilience is uh, has become increasingly popular and go-to topic in a number of different um, circles, not least of which because of uh, the way it's being explored in uh, our military services, um, but also because of growing awareness of trauma that people experience in a number of different um, uh, venues, whether that's sexual assault, uh, whether that's poverty, uh, a number of different things. And of course, um, you know, if, if you were to ask the average person on the street, uh, would, do you think it would be a good idea for you to be more resilient? You can't imagine anybody saying, no, I don't really care about resilience. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't really care. In fact, I'm trying to be less resilient. No, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to say that to you. Yeah. And, and resilience has become uh, one of the new kind hot topics in research circles. And, um, you know, that research began um, somewhat serendipitously back in the 1960s and 70s when psychologists and psychiatrists were noticing that there were certain children, this was especially relevant in, uh, you know, the government's quote-unquote war on poverty, as, as they were looking at children 
who uh, seemed to be able to beat the odds coming out of poverty or coming out of uh, at-risk situations. And questions are being raised. What is it about these kids that seem to enable them to do really well um, in uh, you know, being able to be flexibly able to adapt mm. in the face of overwhelming stressors? Mm. And researchers now are taking that beyond that, and, and we're asking this question. We don't want to just want to know, well, how can I adapt? Am I able to, under certain circumstances, just simply be okay? But am I actually able to flourish? What enables me to flourish in the face of situations that are overwhelmingly stressful? Hmm. The other thing that uh, we often think about when we think about resilience, we think, about, gosh, I really want to be able to flourish. I really want to be able to adapt well under circumstances that seem at first glance to be rather dire. So we could name uh, a number of different large or catastrophic events, whether it might be, uh, you know, uh, some kind of a major accident or uh, a severe weather event like a hurricane or tornado devastate the town. Um, if you have some kind of injury or an illness or if you, you know, lose a multiple number of families in a car accident, how does one become resilient in the face of these big things? Interestingly enough, most of the population that really has to look at the question of resilience uh, is not just looking at these singular large events, but around the questions of how do we address long-term stressors that many of us are experiencing at somewhat low levels, but fairly uh, frequently practiced and experienced levels. And one of the ways that we see that, you know, we, we, we want to, one of, the, one of the pieces of evidence that would indicate that, in fact, as a culture, um, there's good reason to suspect that we're less and less resilient. For instance, um, why is it that we see increasing rates of anxiety disorders in elementary school children? Hmm. Why is it that we see increasing rates of suicides in adolescents? Why? And, and, and those would be, of course, you know, those are psychiatric health concerns that are pretty obvious. We, we, we would say, like, gosh, those, those kids are having a harder time being resilient. But there's another way that we would see this. For instance, why is it that you read about in higher education and in the academy, more and more students are threatening their professors, not physically, but threatening to bring their parents in, even file legal suits, if they don't get the grades that they want? Huh. This is not the sign, like a, a student who can't really tolerate the grade that is assigned because that's what their achievement is, is not a student who's very resilient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But increasingly, this is the kind of culture in which we find ourselves living. And so um, one, of the, one of the ways that we talk about this, you know, as far as brain science is concerned, is that we really want to, we know that all kinds of systems in the body, whether it's long bones or it's muscle groups, but even the brain, that those systems become more adaptive. They become more resilient when they are able to be put under a certain degree of stress while at the same time they find particular forms of support. Hmm. And one of the verses that we talk about when we're, when we're talking about the, the neurobiology of, of God's creation for us and how a resilience shows up we find this uh, in Paul's letter to the Romans, when in the fifth chapter he writes in the first several verses about 
how we've been justified, and we have peace with God mm-hmm. in this faith that we stand, and we have hope of the glory of God. But not only this, this these odd things that he said, like anybody who would read this next line would think, like, you people are whack jobs. Like, who would say this, that we glory in our sufferings? Because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Mm-hmm. And hope does not put us to shame, mm-hmm. because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And we quickly walk, we can walk through those words, suffering, is the notion that actually many of us work really hard to avoid. And one of the things that we do with patients is that we say, we really want to invite you when you come to us with symptoms, when you come to us with troubles, of course, what you really want, you're, you're, you're like, I look, doc, I'm suffering. I don't want to suffer anymore. What we really want to do is to take you to places where your suffering is realized, but you're not suffering by yourself. Mm-hmm. So that we are with you in that suffering. Right. right. So- okay. So it's not that you, it's not when you're talking about the elementary school and the junior high kids, for example, you're not saying that they will perform best when they don't have any stressors in their life. You're saying they will perform best when they have stressors in their life that challenge them, but they have a support system that teaches a support system that teaches them how to bear up under that. That's good. That's exactly right. Now, part, and part of the problem, of course, is that if we're, if we're not careful, which is one of the things that we do, is that we, uh, we, you know, have, we have children who are increasingly anxious. And so what we want to do is to shore up their capacity to deal with their anxiety rather than recognizing, you know, we're actually giving them too much work of the kind we give them to do. It's actually not very helpful for a third grader's brain to be worried about this kind of performance in their gifted and talented classes. Yes. We're, we're, we're asking things of, of adolescents in ways, we're, we're allowing things in adolescence. So for instance, the more, and, and again, I'm not a Luddite, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the use of technology in proper ways, but one of the things that the use of technology does is it reduces our resilience in the sense that if all that I have to do to, talk, you know, to, to navigate my conflicting relationships is text people, it means that my brain no longer has to learn how to tolerate and be present with angry voice, mm-hmm. a, a faith that's like that. And so I'm actually um, missing the opportunity to build resilience yes. by, by putting myself in the pathway of something that's going to essentially make me work harder, right. in order, but in the presence of proper support. Kurt, I saw this yesterday. I witnessed this yesterday. And while I was doing it, it broke my heart, but I was also glad to see it. My boy, my 17-year-old, he tore his meniscus. And oh, so goodness. so he's got a bad knee, essentially, right now. And he's it happened Monday night. So yesterday, he was in deep pain. I mean, a lot of pain. And usually, you know, I, I, whenever you got a bad leg, you can sort of hop from one place to the other. We woke up yesterday. I was still home while I woke up. And he said, I don't think I can move. And he was in the bathroom. Mm. So he literally, my boy, got down on his hands and knees and crawled mm. from the bathroom to back to his bedroom. And I'm standing there watching yeah. this, and I'm thinking, I wish I could help you. I wish I could help you. But I got nothing for you. I can't even you know, do this. And my kid, under his breath, said, he muttered, it's not killing me. It's making me stronger. There we go. <laughs> and I thought, right. you do it, dude, right? I mean, yeah, it was like a little right. perfect capsule there of resilience. I wanted to help. I couldn't help. And he just sucked it up. 
Right. Well, you know, it's interesting, John, because I think I think if we were inside your son's brain, one of the things that we would notice is that your son knows that he there there's certain things with this situation that he's that, that only he can do. Yep. He's going to have to get himself back to his room. But it's also important to know that he's aware that you're in the room. Hmm. He's aware that you are present. And one of the things that we talk about when it comes to suffering and our capacity to do work in the middle of it is that suffering is largely not just about pain that we experience, but about experiencing pain in isolation. And this is why it is that, you know, you're in the weight room and you're trying to bench press the next rep and you can't get it up. You know, you can't push the, you know, the, the bar off your chest. But when you have a spotter, your spotter is saying, push, yeah, yeah, yeah. push, mm-hmm. push. I need that guy. You can do those things that, that actually strengthen your capacity. And so when Paul talk, uses these words, we talk about perseverance being, I'm going to continue to practice, 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 practice. And that practice develops character. And by character, we mean sustained, hopeful, behavioral traits that then live necessarily into hope. I create patterns of behavior that necessarily help me practice anticipating hopeful outcomes. And as I anticipate a hopeful outcome, it loops back around literally from a neurobiological perspective and enables me to continue to do the persevering work that I need to do. See, I love that. So, this- so, yeah, so you're learning, you're learning the skills you're overcoming, and then that's giving you additional strength, and it's giving you additional optimism because you know that you made it the last time. That's exactly right. And I think that one of the things then we can, that we can do uh, in our families, in our churches, in our schools, is that we can... We can allow for our kids. We can allow for our family. We we can allow for our friends to be in hard places, to do the hard work, recognizing that as they do it in our presence, that we are present with them, that that in and of itself, it's not the only thing, but that in and of itself goes a long way in enabling those folks to literally build a neural infrastructure that is increasingly able to withstand the stress that they're going to be experiencing for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. That's really good. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, Dr. Thompson, thanks. Always a you pleasure bet. to have you with us. Dr. Kurt Thompson, he is a, a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. His latest book is called The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves. Dr. Kurt Thompson. We'll take a break and be back in just a few minutes. Stick around. we got lots more ahead here on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. 
Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about... Five foot eleven with curly hair and a moustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute, breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bath, for King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more, plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Clouds this evening will give way to partial clearing later on tonight, turning chillier with a low of 39 degrees. Sunshine and some clouds tomorrow, high 61. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 44. Then for Friday, more clouds than sunshine with a shower in some spots, mostly for the afternoon, a high 63 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. There's been an ongoing debate for many, many, I'm sure, decade after decade, about the style of worship people are willing to go and attend. Right. Right? Contemporary Christian music, of course, that's a big right. new style or right I, I, now. I only like traditional worship. Traditional style. Well, how about this? This is a brand new style. A pastor in Atlanta has posted on social media that his church would start incorporating aerialists in worship services Aerialists. after attending a conference where they were included. Like all things, some people loved it, some people hated it. So you're going to go to your worship service. To see trapeze artists. Exactly. Come on. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what could that possibly have to do with the worship service? It's, well, I'll, let me explain it. The pastor, this, was, uh, this is in uh, Relevant Magazine. Mm-hmm. The pastor, Apostle Brian Meadows of Embassy Church International, made the announcement April 9th saying this. Uh, it must be on Twitter. At Embassy City... Fully plans on making Aerialist, A, and then capital letters, full part of our normal worship experience, exclamation point. We endeavor to create a culture driven by the creativity and character of Christ. This was one of my favorite highlights. 
and then he has a link every gifted expressed at create 18 create 18 refers to the christian conference create that incorporates arts of all kinds media technology entertainment so people can usher their individual gifts for the church um he says that um because um people should not have to go to the circus to use the gifts that god gave them the church should be able to create space so that everyone can use their gifts to glorify god people may be distracted for a couple of weeks you think wait wait are you sure but they'll get used to it if people can get used to all the other foolery that happens in church, I'm sure they can get used to somebody genuinely trying to use their gift to worship God. Others have suggested that aerialists be covered up in their leotards because it can be as distracting as male worshippers topless. Meadows responded with, sure, that can be discussed. That is all wisdom. Okay. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. I'm not saying that aerialists can't worship God in their mm-hmm. craft, but what? In church. It, but why Why in the worship service? Next, we'll be doing baptisms in the air. Flood people flying like with, with this water. Is, this is worse, worse than flag worship. <laughs> oh, you don't like flag worship, Mike? Absolutely not. How about, <laughs> how about mime? How about, do you like mime worship? <laughs> it's all right. Uh-huh. What, what's your problem with flag worship, Mike? It's so distracting. I'm just sitting there trying to... You know, I don't worship God, and then all of a sudden, psh, you get whacked in the face with a flag. Don't give me a parade, okay? No parade. Okay, you don't here. like any of that stuff. I don't want. And I, I, to be honest, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like mime worship either. Oh, John. John's I like mime worship. You know I what? John, like John's mime. against the mimes. I am. That's what that is. <laughs> the mime thing. I yeah. gotta, it kind of creeps me out. Does it? It does. You know what creeps me out? Huh. Since we're being honest, the okay, three of us. I can't stand when whoever's up front says, "Turn to the person next to you and say, oh. you're bl- say you're blessed.'" Oh. Or you look lovely today. I can't. Oh. I can't. I get. It doesn't it, help anybody. You know what that does? That makes me angry. Yeah. Turn to the person next to you, who, by the way, you don't know. And why do no, I? No, you know them. I, I listen. The event I was at where someone said that I didn't know the person on either side of me. I'm going to turn to them and say, "You're blessed." Or turn to the person and say, "I'm blessed." Like what? That. I don't know. I don't want to turn to the person next to me and say anything because it. you told me to. <laughs> or or the morning that you forget to put deodorant on and the worship pastor says, let's just raise our hands right now. Can we now. just all raise our hands? Can we just all raise our hands right now? Oh, yeah. See, I don't me. like that either. No, I don't mind that. I don't like if the, I don't like the worship, I don't like the worship leader saying, let's, let's raise all, our hands. That's all. Yeah, like you raise your hands if you want to, but I don't right. like if someone's telling me to do that because oh, no, if look. someone's telling me to do it, then it's not. I'm not doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because he told me to do it. You guys aren't good Christians. I don't like it. You are not. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break in a few seconds here. Uh, What are we talking about? Oh. Got to turn. <laughs> about suffering. Got to turn the page, <laughs> Sorry. John. Listen, a Word FM uh, announces the release of Family Life's first feature film, Like Arrows, a powerful movie for parents, reminding us that nothing is more important for any family than to have God and His Word directing our lives. Like Arrows, the film is showing two nights only, May first and third, in five Pittsburgh area theaters. Go to wordfm.com forward slash parenting to find a theater near you. We apologize for our snarkiness. Just I'm not apologizing. I am. 101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Without the resurrection, Christianity might as well be just another religion. It will be just another philosophy. Because the denial of the resurrection of Jesus Christ made Christianity to cease to be a unique faith in the one and only true God. Make plans to join Dr. Michael Youssef this week on Leading the Way. 
Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. I didn't consider you at first, the customer said. I have heard your commercials for years, but when it came time to buy a new mattress, I simply went elsewhere. This is Ron Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory. For some customers, we have initially been a second thought. Instead of coming straight to us for a new bed, they have first shopped at department stores, furniture stores, and mattress retail stores. It is only when they see the products and the prices, the constant sales ads, and countless models that they decide to give us a chance. One frustrated customer noted, they claim they had sales, but the pricing was ridiculously high. I searched for the original mattress online and was absolutely impressed with all the knowledge on your website. He came in and took the model of his choice home that night. The original Mattress Factory was not the first place that popped into my mind, he said, but now you have a customer for life. The original Mattress Factory. Make us your first choice from this second on. Visit us on the web at OriginalMattress.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit ExpressPros.com slash Pittsburgh West. Using yourself. Pardon. You all right? A little cough now. here and there? Is it just because the pirates are behind eight to six? Cause you to cough, get something stuck in your throat? Jack Deere, formerly an associate professor of Old Testament at Dallas Theological Seminary, is a writer and a lecturer who speaks on friendship with God and on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He's the author of the best-selling book, Surprised by the Power of the Spirit, but his newest work is called Even in Our Darkness, a story of beauty in a broken life. Jack, welcome in. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Jack. Thanks so much. You know, I appreciate uh, your work, even in our darkness, because you're a no BS kind of storyteller. Um, I mean, from the first page, from the first sentence, in the first paragraph, 
you reveal a tale that has super high highs and brutal lows. Um, I, I guess in the course of our conversation here, we'll we'll go through some of those. But but let's just start at the beginning. Just talk about you as a guy, as a young boy, and the kind of life that you grew up in. Well, I was raised in a a, a, a violent, traumatic uh, family. From from about age six on, I was aware that my parents were at war, and I didn't understand the war. My mom raged, and my dad got uh, more absentee. And the more absentee she got, the more she took her rage out on her four kids. I was the oldest. I had uh, two younger brothers, a baby sister, and uh, mom was not a monster, but she beat us. Uh, They weren't spankings. Um, She tried so hard to be a good mom, and she came to all my baseball games. My dad worked at night, so he never came to any of the games. Um, She would stand on the sidelines and cheer for me, and then around the house, everything would be peaceful, and then one of us would step on one of those landmines buried in the wilderness of her heart, and she would explode, and sometimes the, the beatings would be as violent as rosebush switches on our bare bottoms till our bottoms bled. Wow. My, uh, my, and my dad was never there, so he never, really, he never really saw any of this. When I was 12 years old, my dad put an end to the war by killing himself, and he left a 34-year-old widow with a 10th mm-hmm. grade education to care for his four fatherless kids. And there's no way in Texas in 1961 that a woman with the baggage of four kids and no education, it's going to be able to provide for her kids. Wow. But we saw this parade of men come through our home, all kinds of men. We saw things in our home we should never see. And mom became alcoholic, and, and her three boys just went south. We just we all went wild. We I, I was permitted to drink from the time I was 13 or 14. I mixed drinks at our bar for, our, uh, for mom and whatever boyfriend was there. I thought it was cute that the 14-year-old knew how to mix whiskey sours sure. and drink them. And I, I, I couldn't afford clothes, so I stole my clothes. I couldn't distinguish myself athletically or uh, academically, so I, I became one of the wildest kids in the school. That's where I tried to find my self-worth. And that was, that was childhood for me. And I had six, eight other friends. There was, there was a circle of eight of us, and we all came from similar homes with no supervision, um, and, and we were just out of control. Wild things, yeah. I mean, I get that. Right? A lot of guys grew up with that, but you you write so eloquently about uh, the wildness in your life, and you know, probably in a different place, in a different time. You know, with the pharmaceuticals we live in today, your mother would have been diagnosed and put on some sort of medication. Things may have been different for you, uh, but yeah. I guess that's a whole other story. But so, so, talk about then at the age of seventeen, um, like a lot of guys, you know, at the peak of your wildness, something happened. Yeah, I had one smart friend. His name was Bruce, and Bruce used words like fistula and apogee and everyday speech. And, nice. And he was neurotic. <laughs> and, and for some reason, all the beautiful girls felt secure in his neurosis. <laughs> and he would talk to them on the phone, and they would tell him secrets about their, their parents' fights, about their changing bodies. And Bruce had two older sisters, and he knew more about sex than all the rest of us put together. He was kind of our fount of sexual knowledge. And that's what kept him in the group. Uh, he was a lousy athlete, but he was smarter than all the rest of us, and he knew all about sex. And then Bruce chased a blonde to church camp the summer before his sophomore year and caught religion. Southern Baptist, hellfire, damnation, religion. And we kicked him out of our group. Hmm. But Bruce prayed, prayed for me for 18 months. And even though I, I hardly saw him at all, and, and on December 18, 1965, he asked me to spend the night at his house. 
He told me he would introduce me to some beautiful girls from uh, a, a wealthy high school on the west side of Fort Worth. So uh, the, that was worth the price of maybe listening to a religious sermon from Bruce. So about 2 o'clock in the morning, I asked him how you got to heaven. And he said, Jesus Christ died for you on the cross, and it was the first time I ever heard that. I'd seen the movie, The, the Greatest Story Ever Told, yeah. back in the spring. So I knew that's when I learned who Jesus Christ was. So my, my parents... We never went to church. They, they they didn't just have they didn't have not any Christian friends. They had no friends at all. Mm. Six six families are like that. They're secretive. So there's there's no religious TV. And and none of my friends talked about Jesus. None of my friends went to church. So I actually didn't know who he was and, until I saw that movie. But the, I didn't get the cross. I thought, oh man, if she, he was just a nice guy. Why'd they have to go and do that? Wow. So Bruce tells me Jesus died for me. And if I will trust him to forgive me and give me a new life, he will come into my heart and never leave. Uh, and I said, that can't be true. When, when you're 17 and everybody you love has left you, to hear the greatest person in the universe won't, won't leave you, it just can't be true. And Bruce said, oh, yeah, it's true. And I said, how do you know? And he said, Jesus said so, and Jesus can't lie. And then he quoted John 10, 28. It's the first verse of Scripture I ever heard. I give my sheep eternal life. They shall never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. And when I heard that verse, I was instantly born again. Hmm. I couldn't have told you I was born again. I had zero religious vocabulary. All I knew was inside my heart, I said, God, I'm coming over to your side now. And, and that was December 18th, 1965, and that was the beginning of a new life. Hmm. That's a great story. And you became a pastor, and you became a best-selling author. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I went... Bruce said, I, I told Bruce about this experience. I called him and I said, uh, hey, I don't know what you guys call this, uh, but I want to come over to your side. I just don't know how to do it. This was about three days later. And Bruce goes, Jackie, don't go anywhere. I'll be right there. He's afraid I was going to change my mind before he got to my house. He stuck a Bible He he, he stuck a Bible under my nose, took me through the Sermon on the Mount. I started reading the Bible. Three months later, a young life leader came into my life, and that made all the difference in the, in the world to me. Hmm. He was my spiritual father. He was my big brother, my best friend. He taught me how to study scripture, how to memorize scripture. Wow. Uh, he got me reading C.S. Lewis. <clears throat> and when I read C.S. Lewis, he gave me the screw tape letters. And when I read that book, I was ruined. I, there was nothing else I wanted to do except live in that world of intellectual precision and beauty with C.S. Lewis and my young life leader, Scott Manley, and I ended up becoming a young life leader like him. I went to Dallas Seminary not because I wanted to be a pastor. I just wanted to know the Bible better. And it turned out that I was really good at Greek and Hebrew, not just good. I just, participles and infinitives made me happy. It just all made sense to me. And so by the time I was 27, I was made a uh, professor of Old Testament exegesis in Semitic languages. Wow. At 17, I didn't know a single verse of Scripture. <laughs> At 27, I'm a professor of Hebrew and, <laughs> and can do Greek equally well. That's fabulous. Wow, what a story. Hey, Jack, you know, we apologize. Yeah, we, because we're, we're like not even halfway through your story. No, we haven't even talked about, what, about the subject of your book, yeah, your yeah. newest book. Huh. So, so you know what we want to do? We, wanna, we just want to stop here, and, and I want to bring you back. And I'm, I'm going to book you real soon, hopefully next week, okay. and just give you a little more time to you know, go into the particulars here. Because I feel like as oh, I'm just going to give you short shrift, and that's not fair for any of us. 
Oh, it's great. I, I, I totally enjoy it. Love talking. Excellent. Well, thanks right. an awful lot. You're a great storyteller. The book is called Even in Our Darkness, A Story of Beauty in a Broken Life, Jack Deere. And like I said, well, Jack will join us uh, in the near future. I'll rebook and we'll go a little deeper into this and uh, allow some extra time. Hey, uh, stick around. We've got just a smidge of time left. But please, stick around with us. This is an amazing story about one of our own. His name is Guy Reschenthaler, and Western Pennsylvania is his home. Guy Reschenthaler volunteered for duty in the Iraq War. As a JAG officer in Iraq, Guy Reschenthaler prosecuted nearly 100 dangerous terrorists. But Guy Reschenthaler did something else. He successfully defended a Navy SEAL, falsely accused of misconduct. That's the kind of person Guy Reschenthaler is. If you need help, Guy is there. Here at home, we elected Guy Reschenthaler Magisterial District Judge, and then we elected Guy to the State Senate. Guy Reschenthaler is a proven winner. He's also a proven conservative. Guy Reschenthaler believes life is a gift from God and must be protected. That's why he supported groundbreaking pro-life legislation and worked to defund Planned Parenthood. Guy Reschenthaler, a conservative champion for Congress. Conservatives for PA paid for and is responsible for this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.conservativesforpa.com Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. Extraordinary discovery by an eagle-eyed scholar has identified the shadowy outlines of passages from the Bible behind an 8th century manuscript of the Quran, the only recorded palimpsest in which a, I've never seen that word I before. I. P- say it again? I think it's palimpsest. In which a Christian text has been effaced to make way for the Islamic holy text. Well, I'm not, well, I'm not uh, sure. Okay, we're reading from uh, The Guardian the Gu- yeah. today, an article by Alison Flood. French scholar Dr. Eleanor Salard was looking for images of... A palimpsest page. page. Sold a decade earlier by Christie's when she came across the auction house's latest catalog, which included fragments from a manuscript of the Quran, which Christie's had dated to the 8th century AD, or the 2nd century of Islam. Scrutinizing the image, she noticed that appearing faintly behind the Arabic script were Coptic letters. She contacted Christie's. They managed to identify the Coptic text as coming from the Old Testament's book of Deuteronomy, part of the Torah and the Christian Old Testament. She says this is a, she says um, this is a very important discovery for the history of the Quran and early Islam. We've ha- we have a, a witness of cultural interactions between different religious communities said Salard, who was attached to the Collage, Collage de France. So so then it was a Bible with the right. Quran pages on top of the Bible. Right. They said, uh, Specialist of Christie said, it's the only example where you have an Arabic text on top of non-Arabic text. And what's even more fascinating is that it is on top of passages from the Old Testament. So it shows the contact between communities in the first centuries of Islam, and he says historically it's very relevant. Plus, it looks like it's going to be auctioned for between eighty and one hundred and twenty thousand pounds. So, it, 
it seems to me as though, and I'm just I'm going to read between the lines here, that this was probably from a family or families that were converted? devout. Or, or the, but the converted? I don't know. Maybe don't they know. were devout and they were, uh, you know, into God's word and somehow, what, these things were fused together? I, I don't know. You, you know how sometimes... You, you know, like when you're reading a book and you take notes, mm-hmm. but I guess it's rare to like to take pages from one book and superimpose them on top of another. I don't know how that would work. Well, I do know that, you know, parchment was much more prized sure. than if obviously a piece of paper is right. for us. And so... It's valuable. Right. And so a parchment could be reused. I mean, look how many, you know, famous painters painted over right. canvases, Right. It, it's a really curious thing. I'm just, I guess I'm not sure. Historically, I, I get what the significance is because they've never found something like this before. But I wonder what it indicates. Does it indicate that the conversion of a family from Judaism to Islam? I don't know. It's, to me, I would say... I just, guess you couldn't read that much into it. I would read that the person was a holy person and interested in knowing God, whether it was the mm-hmm. Bible or that the Quran. Be. So That's just from I, an academic perspective. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. That's anyway, interesting. Hey, thanks for being with yeah. us. Uh, always a great pleasure to have you along for the ride. Let's go, Bucks. We need two more runs here, people. Please. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.